Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellows. This is Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Wednesday, you've made it halfway through another week. Congratulations. It's hump day and it's Wednesday, my dudes. Two already very dead memes, not only on this podcast, but I think in life in general. But you know what? We can look past that. If you're not really paying attention to the date, is anything really gone? Anything really buried? You know? It's all right. It's okay. I'll come up with something fresh for next time. I'm just, I like to have my little things that I say for each day of the week, you know? It's very difficult for me to change them up because it's sort of habit. It's like customer service work, you know, where when people sort of mess with your little script you have for yourself, it really throws you off. Like I used to work at a pizza place and there was this one time I was talking to a lady on the phone and I, you know, was was getting her order. I was asking her all the usual questions and then she threw me off by giving me her name way earlier in the conversation. And that wasn't part of the script because I have it scheduled in my head that later four questions down, I ask for her name. So we get to that point again and I ask for her name and she says, I already gave it to you. And I pause and I blank. I go two questions back. Like, do you want that for pickup? And she said, I already said yes. And I pause. I go through her order again. She says, yes, that's what I want. I already got through it. And I go, can I get a name for that? She got so mad at me. And then when she came to pick up her pizza, she complained about me to my boss and I got laughed at. But you know, we all make mistakes. (laughs) Moral of that story is we all have scripts in our head that shouldn't be messed with. And also working in fast food at a pizza place is not very fun. But we all got to serve our country somehow, and my way just so happened to be by serving pizza to people who probably didn't deserve it and were kind of mean, to be honest. But you know what? That's not important. What is important is that we have a great guest for today. He's actually a family friend, so that's exciting. I think uh, without further ado, I'll just throw it to myself in the studio and I can do my intro there, so... Take it away, Peyton. Thanks, Peyton. I'm here today in my Zoom studio with a touring musical theater actor, most recently known as Ambrose Kemper in Hello, Dolly. It's Colin Lemoyne. So thank you so much for being here, Colin. Thanks for having me. So uh, to start, what first got you into to theater and musical theater? The thing that really got me into it at the beginning was my elementary school choir teacher music teacher, because they kind of combine everything in elementary school, uh, suggested that I go do an audition for the kids ensemble in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at Preble High School. So from there, you eventually did go to school at Indiana University. And what was pursuing a Bachelor of Fine Arts in theater like? Uh, It's a really unique education. It's a lot of work outside of the classroom that is not necessarily have anything to do with your credits because you're expected to do shows and other projects on top of being in your classes and getting all of your coursework done, which musical theater degrees often also have a lot more credit hours than other majors because it's so specific. And so I I guess it was just very busy. I did three years at Indiana and those three years were jam-packed full of stuff. I don't think I ever took a break. No, the musical theater majors don't seem to rest ever at Columbia. So what other training did you go through and, and what skills did you sort of work to develop in your training and schooling? I really dove into dance when I was in high school. 
I was really interested in dance. And I think that helped me get into a college for musical theater because a lot of places are hoping for some dancing guys. Yeah. They, they, love, <laughs> they love guy dancers. And so I, I really feel like I focused mainly on dance. My first year of college, especially too, because I was going through my voice change. So it made it hard <laughs> to work on singing. But I learned a lot when I went to Jacob's Pillow Dance Festival mm-hmm. up in the Berkshires. And I did their musical theater training program with Chet Walker. And that really was a turning point for me really deciding that I wanted to do this with my life and like pursue it because I'd been double majoring before that. Maybe was going to do something else. And I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I learned in college, I learned over the summer, whatever I did with my summers. Huh. What were you doing with your summers? The Jacob's Pillow was my first summer mm-hmm. and I learned an insane amount just about being a performer and pushing yourself and looking at it from a more artistic point of view and kind of researching and knowing the history of things, which makes you appreciate everything more. And then the next two summers I spent at Music Theater Wichita and I did 10 shows over those two summers. Oh, wow. It was a lot. They did a new show every two weeks. You learned a show for a week and then you performed it for a week while you were starting to learn the next show and no days off for the college students the whole summer. It was wild, but a blast. (laughs) At least it was fun. Yeah. So how did you start looking for and, and getting roles like as a professional now that it's your career? When I decided to move to the city after I finished up my summer work at Music Theater Wichita and I had showcased with my college and met with a couple of agents. We weren't at a point to sign because I was leaving for a whole summer and had only sung for them once. So a couple of them were like, hey, uh, reach out when you get to the city and we'll see how that goes. And then while I was working in the summer at Wichita, I was doing Pippin with choreographer and director Al Blackstone. And he asked if I would be interested in doing a production of Annie with him out in New Jersey, which was a blast. I had a great time with that. Got to do it with Andrea McArdle playing Miss Hannigan. So that was wild. And then from there, I was able to email some of those agents and I wound up getting my agent. And during that time, I was going into auditions. And after that, it just made things a little easier to get seen, especially for parts. And so I started hitting up those auditions, doing those callbacks, getting those and continuing on, heading back in the next day. Yeah. So once you did start touring, what was that like? What's touring as a musical theater? I really love tour. I would go out on another tour in a heartbeat. My experience was we stayed in most cities for a week. Sometimes we stayed there longer. You just kind of get to hop around and experience all of the different parts of the country Mm -hmm. and really find your favorite places in each city. And if you're there for a while, I was in DC for five weeks. So I kind of had like my things that I went to in DC and the places I like to eat, which was a blast. You get to do all of the museums, which is a blast. But also you have this kind of family that is traveling with you the whole time that changes a little bit as people come and go. But mostly you are just like a big group of friends that are doing the same show every night and having a blast, checking in every night, seeing what the other people are doing every day. 
So I really loved it. What would you say your, your favorite part about it was? My favorite part about tour, probably the museums. I, <laughs> the I went to this puppetry museum in okay. Atlanta, I believe. And yeah. it was so cool. I was a big fan of that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's a museum of puppetry like? I just have to know now. It was half like world puppetry. So it went through like the styles of puppetry in like China and Japan and in Africa, in in South America and in North America and Europe. And then the other half was kind of created and like brought about with in association with the Jim Henson Company. Uh-huh. So it was just all of his stuff. And that was so cool. Because I'm a big fan of... I, I loved Sesame Street growing up. I love The Muppets. And all of his movies are a blast too. So it was cool to see everything. <laughs> I love that. Going back to musical theater. Do you have any like tips for someone who's looking to major in musical theater or like is a current musical theater student? What advice would you have to give out? Well, for people who are wanting to go to college for musical theater, I and I guess people who are in college for musical theater already, I would say that I feel like a lot of people put a lot of pressure and importance on the things around them. Whereas like looking at, oh, I looked at this website and it says this college is number one in the country. I can only go there. And the thing is that all of these programs are incredible and have wonderful faculty at them. And so if you have like drive and passion, you're going to be able to create an education for yourself and like gain knowledge from any school. Wherever you wind up is the perfect place for you to be. And it's, you can thrive there if you're like willing to let yourself thrive there. The teachers are there to help you. All of them are wonderful, every school. And so you just have to reach out and let them know that you want to be pushed and you want to learn as much as they can give you. That's very sweet. Have any more upcoming roles, which is iffy because of the times, but... It is a little weird right now with the coronavirus. I am currently at home, so I'm waiting for New York to open up again. They are tour got cut a week short. So we had not gotten back to the city to start auditioning yet. They just kind of, they were like, hey, everything's shutting down. We only have a week left. So pack up your things. We're just going to send you all home. I am hoping to get back to the city sometime in the fall and get into some stuff. Start do, hitting up those auditions would be a blast. But yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see what things wind up doing. Yeah. Because I know Broadway isn't set to open even until June, or right? I think they, they just pushed it to September 1st. Oh, geez. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's wild. And some of the shows are starting to announce that they're not going to come back now, which is sad. Is every other, I don't know, theater and stuff, are they following like Broadway's sort of lead in this? or? I think that Broadway is probably going to be the last theater set to open up. Oh, okay. Because in some of these states they're gonna they like are finding that it's not as dangerous as mm-hmm. New York is clearly the worst case scenario in the yeah. country right now. So I think that I don't I have no idea when, but I'm sure that regional theaters will start opening up before Broadway does, which will be good. Broadway will be able to see how everybody's doing it and how they're keeping everybody healthy <laughs> and safe. And so and then they'll open up eventually. It'll all come back. I just would have thought that they would be making the... I'm sure they are making like the Broadway League and 
Actors' Equity and some and the other unions are all making choices for everybody to make sure everybody's healthy. But I'm sure that New York is those theaters are the most cramped theaters. It's yeah. a place where people are coming from all over the world to see shows. So I, I imagine that it'll probably be, it won't be the first theater to open. <laughs> okay, so do you have anything you, you want to plug? I mean, you can follow me on Instagram. I try and post every now and then at Colin Lemoyne. Yeah, I my website's colinlemoyne.com. It's got some stuff up there, which is fun. Most of it's from college because... <laughs> Don't have any videos of Hello Dolly because that's not allowed. But yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Back to you in the studio, Peyton. Ah, why thank you so much, Peyton. That was Colin Lemoyne in the Zoom studio, and I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much to Colin for being on the show. I appreciated it, and it was a lovely chatting with him and getting some information, not only about theater, but also puppet museums, which is something I never thought I'd be interested in, but here I am, about to go see when some puppet museums will be opening. Hmm, the more you know. Well, that is all the time we have together today. Unfortunately, I cannot go into any more depth into puppet museums, but if you're curious about them and would like to email me and have me pass those questions on or just make up the answers myself, you can email them to Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N, at storyarcark.org. I would love to hear your questions. As I say, ask them loud, ask them proud, ask them in my email inbox. So I'll be answering those questions in two days' time, which is Friday. That's when my Ask Peyton segment is, if you're new. Uh, which, if you are new, I don't know why you started on this episode. There's a bunch of other ones. I know there's a lot now, but they're only like 15 minutes. Go ahead. Go listen to them. It's fine. I'll wait. I'll be here. Well, for those of you who aren't interested in doing that or thought, hey, you know what? I only got a couple seconds left of this episode, so I'll stick around. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And I hope to see you tomorrow. So with that, I will leave you. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow. Stay safe out there. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.